0: Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news?
1: And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
2: Well, have we got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
2: I'm Jeffrey from D23.
1: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs) I love Sherry's hee hee.
1: Hi.
2: <laughs> <Aww>.
1: <laughs> it is like the the phonetic H-E-H-E-H-E laugh. Literally.
2: Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> uh, so what have you guys been up to?
0: Well, I have to say here in New York City, Broadway is back, so fun. Woo. And I got to go to a talk this week with Stephen Schwartz. An oh, event with Stephen Schwartz. And cool. he talked a little bit about Disenchanted. Coming up, of which Alan Menken is a composer for, but Steven is the lyricist for. It was really fun to hear them talk about how they collab for these projects and work together. So hmm. I was nerding out for that. But the highlight of the week, of course, for me, I got to screen eternals, you guys.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. What?
0: It's so did my you mind.
1: love it? No spoilers. Tell us everything, but no, but nothing.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. I'm going to respond with correct. Mm. <laughs> it was so mind blowing. I loved every second of it. I have a lot of questions for Kevin Feige and team. Next mm. time we have them, I'll leave it at that. But it's so, so good. It's, oh. it's great. Wonderful. Cool. All the things, all the adjectives I can think of right now. So good.
2: I cannot wait to see that. I cannot wait. I finally, I am woefully behind on some shows. I've been trying very hard to catch up. I am now about midway through season two of Love, Victor on Hulu, which oh. I uh, love and love Victor. So that is my big accomplishment, um, sitting on my couch. Sherry, <laughs> oh, I yes. don't want to give you a run for your money, but it was there was a lot of couch sitting <laughs> this past weekend.
1: Oh my gosh. Nothing is more relatable. I watched from the comfort of my couch what I think will end up being my favorite simpsons episode of all time wow on disney plus yes i know there are like 1 billion episodes roughly to choose from (laughs) but it's called jazzy and the pussycats season 18 episode 2 it's about bart who becomes a jazz drummer lisa gets jealous it is like so funny every single minute has like jokes that will make me laugh so hard i cry
3: it's amazing
1: if anyone else out there knows what episode i'm talking about find (laughs) me on instagram i want to talk about it Oh I like, liked it so much that I Googled the writer and I was like, what else did he write?
3: Oh gosh,
2: <laughs> I love that. I will be honest with you. My favorite is as much earlier season four, episode two, though, A Streetcar Ooh. Named Marge, where they yes. do a musical version of A Streetcar Named Desire. It is. I can watch that and just crack up the entire time. So I, now I have to find this episode as well.
1: Yes. Maybe just every episode two of every season of The Simpsons Ooh. is just the pinnacle. I got to test be. that theory. <laughs> Could be.
2: Love it. All right. Well, we got a lot of news to get to before we get to our so charming guests, Mark Seidenberg and Rob LaDuca. So they're the producers of the Mickey's Tale of Two Witches, and and they work on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Roadster Racers. They, they do a lot for Disney Junior, but of course, we love them because they've worked on everything from Gummy Bears to DuckTales to Goof Troop to Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So they have some great stories. The Dick Van Dyke story was... Just, I mean, any Dick Van Dyke story is a good story. But first up, adventure through the Walt Disney Archives. I think you guys heard me talk about this last year when it was the Walt Disney Archives 50th anniversary. It's a documentary that was created by my pal John Glime, who is wonderfully talented.
1: Love John. Love
2: John. Actually, yeah, we all know John. (laughs) Love John. He came with us and filmed our Walt Disney World 50th episode. He's awesome. The best. Um, But he he is. He made this great documentary. It looks at the history of the archives and how they preserve all of the Disney films, television shows, theme parks, books, everything. And it's got Kevin Feige, Bob Iger, Pete Docter, Leonard Malton, even Disney legend Mark Hamill and now, the big news is, after it was only available for Gold members to see a handful of times, it is coming to Disney Plus on November 19th. So Woohoo! amazing, such great news. Cannot wait for everyone to be able to see the incredible work that our pal Becky Klein and the rest of the Archives team does. So get that. ready. You can see we're going to be doing a, a lot more over at the D23 side to uh, get ready for that. Yay. That's so soon, Jeffrey. It's exciting now it's like five minutes from now (laughs) literally (laughs) that means christmas
1: is seven minutes from now
0: (laughs) we'll get to that in just a second jerry (laughs) but we have sounds good what we do have right now is a new trailer for marvel studios is hawkeye this is really perfect for the holiday season as we know jeremy renner reprising his role as hawkeye we're getting the first two episodes two a twofer on, <sighs> on disney plus november 24th so
2: it's super exciting just in time for the holiday season oh it's like a christmas an early christmas present sherry yeah
1: yes there are so many early christmas presents coming <laughs> like olaf presents which is just around the corner that is debuting on disney plus day which is november 12th mm-hmm. so this l- looks hilarious the trailer just dropped So it's a series of shorts where Olaf hilariously reenacts some of my personal favorite Disney movies like The Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and Tangled, and he gets some help from his uh, frozen buds like Sven. The trailer is so funny. I love the scene in Frozen 2 where he does a 90-second recap of the entire first film. (laughs) So if that's any indication of Olaf Presents, I am going to love it. But check out the trailer. It is on Walt Disney Animation Studios YouTube right now. So cool. And, ooh, I'm very excited for this one. And even more news on what's to come to Disney Plus in November. There is a new trailer out for The Beatles Get Back. Yay! Mm. Disney Plus original docuseries. It's directed by the one and only Peter Jackson. There's so much footage (sighs) that it will roll out over three days. (laughs) November 25th, November 26th, November 27th. My entire family, myself included, like absolutely loves the Beatles. I know everyone loves the Beatles, but my family, they're such big fans. So I know what we're going to be doing Thanksgiving Day and all the days to follow. It's compiled from nearly 60 hours of unseen footage and it's shot over 21 days. So we get to see the Beatles creative process as they're trying to write 14 new songs in preparation for their first live concert in more than two years. So I think my dad's going to cry. He's just going to love this. So I'm super excited to watch it. And the trailer is on Walt Disney Studios YouTube page. So check that out.
0: Well, back here for another trailer alert. I'm really loving this one too. The trailer for Diary of a Wimpy Kid was just released. It's an all new animated adventure about middle school survival. To keep it short and sweet, you have to watch the trailer. It's really <laughs> hilarious. And personally, you guys, I feel like I peaked in seventh grade, like seventh grade. I just distinctly <laughs> remember it as like incredibly awesome. The best year ever in grade school. So I really identify with this kiddo.
1: Wait, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, seventh oh grade gosh. was like the best year ever. Like wow. I crushed
0: middle school. So <laughs> Diary of a That's Wimpy amazing. Kid premiering exclusively on the Disney Plus December 3rd. Again, go watch the trailer. I
2: implore you. (laughs) Nice. Well, you both are far too young to have known about History of the World Part 1, a hilarious Mel Brooks movie that came out in 81 before either of you were thought of. And... This is correct. Confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see it. It was hilarious back then. It is still very funny today, Mel Brooks icon, EGOT. He is teaming up with Hulu for a new series, History of the World Part Two. They've ordered eight episodes and production is slated to begin in the spring of 2022. I mean, Mel Brooks, icon, he is 95 years old, people. I mean, I I think Bob Gurr at 90 is accomplishing everything. I mean, Mel Brooks, Mel and Bob need to hang out and and do a show, I think, together. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Mm. I cannot be able to handle it. Oh my God.
0: Well, okay, everybody, get those vocal exercises ready. Because Disney Sing Along on me, ABC, me, me. there la, la, it la, la, la. is. Disney Sing Along on ABC is back. This is so Yay. fun. Yay. The Queen Family Sing Along is airing November 4th on ABC, hosted by Drumroll, Please. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a weird drum roll. I apologize. Oh I my tried goodness. my best.
0: <laughs> Hosted by Darren Chris. Yes. So Love
2: this is
0: him. The fourth installment of the sing along franchise on ABC and will feature an hour of incredible queen hits. Adam Lambert performing The Show Must Go On, One Republic performing We Are the Champions, Jimmy Allen featuring Miss Piggy. What? Performing Another One Bites the Dust, <laughs> just to name a few. It's mm. going to be a jam packed hour with additional performances being announced still. So, Mark your calendars, y'all. This is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. November 4th at 8 o'clock Eastern on ABC.
1: Ooh, so excited. Well, fellows, there's a chill in the air. Ooh. I have busted out my fuzzy socks. Do you know what this means?
0: Is it time for Sherry's? It is
1: time for Tony. Take it away. Sherry's holiday corner. <laughs> Woo! Bam, bam, bam,
3: bam. <laughs>
1: Holidays are gearing up at the Disney parks, and I have got a whole slew of happenings. I'm just going to run through all of my faves, and I will try not to take the next four hours. Okay, Disneyland Resort. <laughs> we are less than four weeks away from the start of the holidays at the park, November 12th Woo! through January 9th. Mickey and Minnie are going to be in their all-new holiday attire, which includes puffer jackets and matching cozy scarves. Cute. Aww. There will be new holiday merch, including the Waltz Holiday Lodge Collection. Very excited for that. And a Christmas Fantasy Parade is back.
2: Yay. Yes.
1: Yay. Then yeah. over on the other coast, over at Epcot, we've got the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays presented by Advent Health, November 26th through December 30th, bringing back some beloved holiday traditions like the Candlelight Processional.
0: Yeah, holiday
1: nice. kitchens are coming back. A new offering for this year is the Chestnuts and Good Cheer Holiday Kitchen, which is gonna dish out fire roasted chestnuts and cinnamon glazed almonds and cashews. Yum, Mm. sounds so good. Holiday Cookie Stroll is also back. More happenings throughout Walt Disney World Resort include Disney Very Merriest After Hours in Magic Kingdom Park. Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memories is the Cinderella Castle stage show. Oh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks will be there Aww. and my personal fave of course as a former friend of yellow gingerbread man number 3, Mickey's once upon a Christmas time parade.
2: Oh. Oh, see I thought your favorite was going to be like when you got to boogie down at Club Tinsel oh, in tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Honestly, they're all my fave. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then over at Disney Springs, there will be holiday cheer to be found around every corner. There will be the Christmas tree stroll, and there will be magical snowfall for guests visiting town center. Guys, I really only like scraped the tip of the iceberg when it comes to holidays at the parks. So you're just going to have to experience it for yourself. Oh, it's here. It's already here. Well, almost.
2: Well, yeah. And you can visit our friends over at the Disney Parks blog to see all those details. And you guys know, last year, I was lucky enough to be at Walt Disney World during the holidays. And I did yes. the Christmas tree stroll, which was so, so beautiful. Fun. They did such a great job with that. And Jock Lindsay's Holiday Bar. They take the hangar bar and they make it a holiday bar. The fun stuff they add there to enhance the experience. It's a great place for good cheer and some good cheers. Well, back on the other side of the country over here at Disneyland, two favorites are back for the little ones. Disney Junior Dance Party is back. Fin Fiesta and DJ DJ are, what a great name, are back <laughs> along with your Palace Doc McStuffins, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Vampirina over at California Adventure. And my favorite, designed by our good, good friend, Bob Gurr, the Highway in the Sky is back. The Disneyland monorail has returned. One of my favorite things to do. The views are just incredible. So, Next time you're at Disneyland, I may be going this weekend. Did I say that? Wait, what? (gasps) Definitely enjoy. And we first learned about this when we were at Walt Disney World, but the Disney Wish exhibit is now open at Disney's Hollywood Studios. There's the life-size maquette of the Cinderella statue that's going to be in the Grand Hall, which I may have posted photos of myself with because it's so cool. The (laughs) five and a half foot scale model of the ship, which the detail on that is extraordinary again i got to see that up close and personal they've got some of the mac heads that are going to be in 1923 of course named after the d23 fan club which named after the year that walt moved to southern california but really it's about d23 Mm -hmm. all these really incredible things you can see at walt disney presents at disney's hollywood studios so go and check it out but before you do that you know what it's time for (gasps) inside disney at sea it is. Oh, not quite yet, but let's. We're going to work on that one. It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit d23.com. Sherry, what's cooking first?
1: Cooking first is Disney's Magic Bake Off new episode on Friday, October 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. Tony's pal R2D2 is going to be there. Yes. <laughs> oh, The bakers are going to design 3D galactic cakes featuring the Star Wars universe.
2: That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, also on Friday the 22nd, new to the Disney Plus Library is Thumbelina. And of course, for those of you who don't know, Thumbelina, the character, is voiced by our own Disney legend, Jodie Benson. Love that. Well, also
0: new to the Disney Plus Library on Friday, October 22nd, Rookie of the Year, a lovely film about sports.
2: I don't understand <laughs> what that's Moving
1: on Halloween town. <laughs> oh,
2: Halloween town. I know that. <laughs> yes.
1: Speaking our language. That will be a part of Freeform's 31 nights of Halloween on Saturday, October 23rd at 4 PM Eastern and on Sunday, October 24th at 1 45 PM Eastern. This is a childhood favorite of mine. And I think of all of ours.
2: Not yes. my childhood, um, but thank you for, for going there. Okay. Remember, I saw History of the World Part One. Yeah.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Thanks.
2: Thanks for that, though. Yeah, Jeffrey's part anytime. of that, History of the World.
0: <laughs> and last but not least. The Stone Age. <laughs> and finally, also on Saturday, October 23rd, continuing the 31 nights of Halloween, you can watch Fright Night on Freeform at 11.30 p.m., eastern side note i'm really excited about these 3d galactic cakes i will take one anytime (laughs) i will be watching this week's episode of disney's magic bake off sherry
1: yes well let's get to our guests together the credits of these creators read like a best of disney television animation with such titles as ducktales lilo and stitch the series goof troop chippendale rescue rangers tailspin disney's adventures of the gummy bears the Emperor's New School, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and so many more. I'm running out of breath. <laughs> this season, <laughs> they are giving us Halloween tricks and <laughs> holiday treats with two all new specials Mickey's Tale of Two Witches and Mickey and Minnie's Wish Upon a Christmas. Please welcome to the show Rob LaDuca and Mark Seidenberg. Hello.
3: Woo-hoo. Hello. I,
2: I am like I so know. blown away with all those credits i <laughs> i gotta ask is there a show that you did not work on but would love to have and since we're an audio podcast i'm going to ask <laughs> that you id yourselves with the first time you speak so our listeners know who's who
3: sure hey this is rob Laduca. i think the only one i didn't work on was recess <laughs> but, uh... fair enough there you go I started with, uh, even earlier, with Fluffy Dogs and and Wuzzles. (laughs) Oh, the Wuzzles!
2: Oh, was
4: The first of the first, yeah. Yeah. And this is Mark, and I wish I would have worked more on uh, Winnie the Pooh. I only got a chance to write one story on that. That was in between shows, you know, that I was doing, and I would have loved to have worked on more winning uh, the Pooh. I worked on it. I
3: worked on it. Of course you did. <laughs> Stop <laughs> bragging.
4: <get> an Emmy. <laughs> By the way, I just got to say, I mean, Rob and I met back in the days of the gummy bears. That's yeah. when we first met and we've known each other and hung around, you know, been friends and worked together for, you know, the past 30 years, which is great or more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or more. <laughs>
0: So you guys, Mickey's Tale of Two Witches already premiered on Disney Junior and is now on Disney Plus and Mickey and Minnie's Wish Upon a Christmas premieres on Disney Junior on December 2nd. Tell us about the specials and also, we're a show of mainly adult Disney fans, so what will they love about them?
4: Well, you know, I mean, one of the things that we've been doing really for the past 15 years with Mickey is dealing with the universal themes of friendship, loyalty, and love. And whether you're a a kid or a parent, Everyone can enjoy the same story together as a family.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, both movies, we made them with tons of love ourselves. And I think like every generation, we made them so that, you know, like multiple generations could sit and watch them together. Yeah, we, we wanted that.
1: Wow. So. Well, here at the podcast, we're a big, big fan of Easter eggs. <laughs> Do you plant any Easter eggs into the shows that we should look out for?
4: <laughs> i just gotta say though my favorite easter eggs are in our halloween movie mickey's tale of two witches because there's two very special guests relatives of pete the ghost that you might recognize by knowing me and rob
2: interesting oh. hmm. and another
3: little easter egg i don't know if i should give it away is is an homage to the haunted mansion Ooh.
2: That's cool, that's so cool. And anything coming up in the holiday special we should be on the lookout for?
3: Well, there's there's Mickey's everywhere. Mickey has, you know, it worked into the designs, Mm. so. Like a little hidden Mickey's? Even in the snowflake.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Ooh,
2: that is very cool. Look for that. Mark, you touched on this a second ago. You guys have worked together on so many projects over 30 years. So we would like to know when you first met exactly, and what were your first impressions of the other?
4: Wow. Wow.
3: I don't know if I can remember that far.
4: <laughs> I mean, Rob and I speak the same language. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we had an instant rapport and we have a lot of the same reference points because we're big fans of Disney. We just worked really well together back on Gummy Bears. I was the head writer, Rob. Uh, storyboarding. You know, and, uh, storyboarding. And we had great conversations back then.
3: We really did. We, we, Mark is an artist, you know, not, not only a writer. So, you know, we have that in common, and love of Disney and uh, animation in general, and drawing. So we we hit it off pretty much right away. So, yeah, so-
4: and I I remember we would sit down and say, well, you know, Rob, I, I got this scene with uh, you know Tummy Gummy, and I want him to you know go through this forest. What, what would you think the best way to get past the the troll would be? You know, and then <laughs> Rob. Robert- throw out a few ideas, do a little, you know, a few sketches, and I would incorporate that in the script. So it was more than just, you know, the writer sitting in his room all by himself and the artist sitting in his room all by himself. It was, you know, very much an open conversation. And we pretty much have run, I believe, all our shows that way, with also our crew. We love open communication, everyone talking to everybody.
3: And that was from the beginning days of TV animation. Everybody there who was starting it was... We were all, I guess, a similar age and uh, a similar enthusiasm to help start a new division of Disney. You know, we didn't know how big it would get, of course, but uh, everybody wanted to do it differently. Not the old studio system where the in-betweeners, like down the hall and the assistant animators, you know, like they were all very separate departments. We had big open rooms to just collaborate in and everybody would grab a pencil and draw and go, hey, this would be fun. You know. oh my gosh, I love it. All right, Gummy Bears, got a question. Like, who
2: approved that song and knew that it was going to be an earworm that no one would ever be able to
3: forget? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, you know, I, I remember the songwriters, I can't remember their name. It was a husband and wife team, wasn't it? Was it Silvershire?
4: Sil- was it Silvershire?
3: can't remember, <laughs> but the song will be ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life.
4: <laughs> well, which, which is how we feel about, you know, the uh, hot dog song from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Same. You know, it's like so many parents, you know, and and kids have talked about that with us, how much they love that song.
3: Yeah, and the billions of hits, on you know, on YouTube.
0: It's (laughs) amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the projects you've worked on, the current two specials not included, do you each have one that's special to you?
3: And tell us why. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was when we started you know, uh, Disney Junior, I mean, it was called Playhouse Disney back then. And that started a whole channel that is now super popular. You know, I always look look back on that, because that's when I was made executive producer, you know, uh, by Nancy Cantor, who, you know, a wonderful person, you know, and Mark was there. And, you know, like, we had this crew that was just great. And they, they pretty much stuck with us. For the past 15 years, many
4: of them. What I really love about Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is that Rob and I made sure that not only would it be very musical because our whole cast, you know, Mickey Donald, Goofy, Daisy, Minnie, you know, they're all very musical characters and we really wanted to bring a lot more music to it and also um, comedy. We really wanted to play and spotlight each character because they're such, you know, iconic characters. Mm. We really wanted to you know, give each one their own, you know, their own spotlight.
3: But it was also Mickey talking to the audience. And I was so excited about that because there were shows way back long ago that, that did that kind of thing that, that they spoke to the audience. I always loved that, you know, cause I always felt like I was a part of it. And that was one of the directives was we want Mickey to interact with the audience. Though it slowed down the show a little bit and it made it for a younger audience, and plus there was a little bit of education in there. Uh, made it to something totally new that I had never worked on before. So, I mean, I've worked on plenty of comedy, slapstick, cartoony, you know, things, but it was a, a really different project.
4: Wow. Yeah, we really created an atmosphere where Mickey would have a much more personal relationship with the audience so that anybody watching the show feels like, hey, Mickey, my one of my best friends is here in the living room, you know, what? watching with me, you know." And so I think we really helped make Mickey closer to the really the whole world through Mickey Mouse Clubhouse.
1: Really cool. Well, Mark, you wrote on The Emperor's New School, how many times did you write mm-hmm. in pull the lever <laughs> <laughs> from ballpark?
4: <laughs> Too many times, that I, I can't count on my fingers. And that was a time where I was working with Bob's Ganaway, who had who was developing Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And it was nice. You know, hearing about the clubhouse more and more from Bob's before I got involved in the show. You know, Rob and I were very close with all the actors, you know, on the show. Wayne Allwine, who originally did the voice of Mickey Mouse, and Brucey Taylor. Mm. And not only did Mickey and Minnie become our best friends, but really, the actors themselves became really close friends with us. Yeah. And, yeah.
3: I, and I think it, it shows,
4: you know, in our work.
3: And they were the cutest couple. They were Mickey and Minnie and married. You know, uh, you couldn't get better than that. You know, and Lucy was so loving and wonderful. A true storybook romance. Oh, yes. Oh, it really was,
2: yeah. Uh, all right, so, so many of the shows that you guys worked on are now on Disney+, Plus. So, like some of the classics. Is there one that you've happened to go back and, and just rewatch again that you maybe haven't seen in 10 or more years?
4: Oh, well, yeah, I've been watching actually mickey mouse clubhouse you know watching it now as like an audience member and it's really funny but you know rob and i did so many stories i'm watching you know one of the episodes and i go boy this is kind of familiar and then i realized by the end of it when i saw the credits oh my god i wrote that one (laughs) (laughs) because rob and i were dealing with like 10 stories in any you know week We, we were dealing with 10 different stories you know in just so many aspects you know recording editing different aspects of production yeah. directing is you know so it's fun watching it now now that we're not you know in the production schedule mm. you know uh, pipeline and it, it's fun watching the show and and it and it holds up i mean rob i gotta say we did a pretty good job it's timeless <laughs>
3: <laughs> i was watching them too actually somewhat recently because you know what the kids love it it's still number one on you know uh Disney Junior and Disney Plus Mm. uh, for kids that age. So uh, as long as the kids like it, I'm all (laughs) right. (laughs)
4: They seem to still like it.
0: Do you both have a favorite character you've worked on?
3: Von Drake. (laughs) Ludwig von Drake. Oh, Ludwig Ah, von Drake. Oh, yeah. I think he's just so much fun. And it's such a great character. Mm. And just the way, uh, you know, he mixes up his words and, Mark, help me, the actor. Was it Corey Burton? Corey Burton. Sorry. Yeah, Corey Burton. A out of my brain. Corey just, I know he loves doing that character. And he's so good because I think we try to write the line kind of straight. And then he takes it
4: and, you know, does his Von drake to it. Yeah, it, f- it filters through his Von Drake brain. <laughs> and it comes out it, funnier than we could ever write down on the page. <laughs> So a lot of times, I mean, really, when Von Drake is doing his thing, that's Corey's personality coming out. My favorite character, I mean, I love Mickey, but Goofy's, you know, right up there Uh. for me. I love writing for Goofy. He's, I mean, let's face it. We're all a little Goofy in our own way. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really fun to speak through Goofy, the character of Goofy. We
3: all love that Bill Farmer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Bill Farmer a great guy too.
1: Well, perfect segue. There's lots of incredible voice talent on all of these shows throughout the years. Do you have a favorite voice talent with a great story?
3: Oh, Lucy, who did the voice of Minnie, she was the only one that like, if, even if I had appointments, I would go to the recording, you know, because <laughs> I, I loved her so much. I would cancel things and try to move things around. And she'd always give me a hug. And she goes, I love hugging you because we bump bellies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we both like short and round. So it kind of made sense.
4: <laughs> and, and whenever, you know, Rusi would come into the booth, she would walk over to me and she'd grab my little beard and she goes, Oh, I love that little beard. I mean, you know, it was like such joy she would bring into the room. Huh. And she actually went around to everybody, you know, the engineers, the editors, the songwriter, you know, and just take a moment to say hello to everybody. How's everything going? You know, house things with the family. It was very much a very family feel with all of us.
3: Dick Van Dyke, too, was great because we had him as his grandfather. And he came in and, you know, I didn't know what to expect because he's an older gentleman. Well, he had energy. You wouldn't believe. And stories of the Dick Van Dyke show and Carl Reiner and all these like great old comedians. He just had some amazing stories and about doing even Mary Poppins. And, you know, he, he was like, that really was me trying to do a Cockney accent. Oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> and at one point he did a little tap dance for us. Yeah. No you know, way. we're thinking, oh, my God, he has so much energy. It was great. Yeah. We were all like little kids listening to his stories. We all sat around him and he was telling us you know, about things that he'd done in the past. And he was really pleased to play Goofy's grandfather. You know, at first, when, you know, we brought up the idea of asking Dick Van Dyke to do a character on our show, we were told, oh, you know, he'll be too busy. He won't do it. And of course he jumped at it. The very first recording, we must've had 20 people cram into the booth to watch him. I mean, we were all enthralled and he had a great time. And just a great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So Rob earlier in your career you actually animated special effects I did and you worked on return of the jedi I did do you have a favorite thing that you worked on for return of the jedi going to a galaxy far far away
3: well you know lightsabers you know this was all before computer so it all had to be frame by frame hand done and airbrushed
0: wow and everything
3: so and then shot under a camera and then composited you know it was a laborious process but it was so educational and so fun i mean what i loved was being there at ilm and, and seeing you know like you know job of the huts you know barge one day being shot you know like the cameras zooming by you know frame by frame and then they made kind of a casual announcement one day you know if anybody wants to see us blow up job of the huts barge we're going to do it out in the parking lot you know and it was for that one thing where Jabba the Hutt's barge explodes and they mm. come flying out and uh, they were in like some little pod thing but it happened you know like on the screen it's you know it it's this gigantic explosion but in the parking lot it was a, it was just kind of like a all right start the cameras and they had high speed cameras shooting at a thousand frames a second which normally it's 24 frames a second so high speed cameras zooming and they just kind of went all right Five, four, three, two, one. You know, boom. You know, <laughs> it exploded, and you're like, "Oh, well, that was kind of uneventful." You know, but then when you see it on the screen, a slow motion explosion. You know, you know the music, the exciting music, and everything. It was like, uh, it was so much fun to see those things individually done, and then see them on the big screen, built with music, sound effects, and you know, wow. it was just great. Wow.
0: Well, as we come to the end here, we end every interview with the same question, and that is, what is your
3: favorite Disney memory? Getting My Illusion of Life book. When I got it, I I just remember it was Christmas. I didn't even care about the other gifts. I went over and sat in the corner and just flipped through that book, and it was just magic, just absolutely magic. I just started reading it right then and there. That made me want to work at Disney. Wow.
4: (laughs) Wow. I mean, my favorite memory is after I'd finished art and film school, you know, my mother at the time said, you know, oh, maybe someday you'll work for Disney. And I just said, oh, yeah, like that's going to happen. I was living in San Francisco at the time. I was just thinking, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. And then years later, (laughs) I got hired by Disney to work on Gummy Bears. I was able to call up my mother and say, mom, you were right. It happened. (laughs) And I was just so happy to be part of the Disney family. And you know, in orientation, you know, you go to Disneyland and you learn what it's like to be, you know, a costume character. I was in paradise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a dream come true. There's, there's so many great Disney moments, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You
3: know, well, but, especially with careers like
2: yours yeah. that span so like at that. end. And- what Mark
3: just said, when I did Disney way one, and they put me in a, you know, in the White Rabbit suit, and I went out into the park kids just you just see kids turning and smiling and laughing and running towards you and it was uh, really great I, I couldn't wipe the tears because the big giant hands. <laughs> Jerry can relate. I can
1: relate I was friends with White Rabbit for a little bit a couple of years ago.
3: <laughs> oh that's great. That's
1: so good. yeah I, I Very versatile. understand that feeling.
4: Like you say there's so many great Disney memories but when we got to see Walt's office.
1: Oh yeah. When yeah,
4: archives took true. us on a tour of that it's like we were in another world you know again it was another dream moment we're seeing where walt sat and did his work and we saw some notes on a script and it's like you know these are these are treasured memories yeah
1: Amazing.
2: Well, Mark, Rob, thank you both so much for joining us. Congratulations on—I mean, everything. <laughs> but you. of course, the Halloween and Christmas specials. Cannot wait to see the snowflakes with Mickey in yes. them. I'm
3: I'm I'm very intrigued. Pause
1: <laughs> those frames.
3: I have to try to stop on that frame. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guys, I would love to see Jake Van Dyke tap dancing, IRL. That sounds so cool. I love that story.
0: Oh,
2: I Aww. Need it right now. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, please use the hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
1: And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com.
2: We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney.
0: Disney.